This is FM 100.5, AM 1450, and WGNSRadio.com. Rutherford County's Place to Talk. We interrupt this program to bring you the following message. What if everything you've been told about money was a lie? It's time for the truth. Welcome to Financial Coaching Radio, where cookie-cutter financial advice just doesn't cut it. With your host, certified financial planner, Jason Qualls. He's giving it to you straight and pulling back the curtains on the financial advice industry. No hidden agenda and no one-size-fits-all baby steps. Only unbiased, objective help for your entire financial life. Tackling your money questions at 893-1450. And now, here's the host of Financial Coaching Radio. Commission-free, certified financial planner, Jason Qualls. What is up? Welcome to the show, giving you the truth about personal finance. This is Financial Coaching Radio. I'm your host, Jason Qualls, certified financial planner, one of the only independent commission-free financial advisors in Rutherford County. For all about me, check out jasonqualscfp.com. That's J-A-S-O-N-Q-U-A-L-L-S-C-F-P.com. Questions, comments, even your disagreements. Reach out to me via email at financialcoachingradio.com. Can Generation X survive retirement without investing in the stock market? Interesting read at Forbes Magazine, Forbes.com. A lot of Generation Xers. And Marshall, you can weigh in here too as well. You're a Generation Xer. Marshall Sparkman, Franklin Synergy Bank, mortgage expert. Now, we're Generation Xers. I guess you're born in 80 or 81, right? 80, yeah. So you're at the tail end of Generation X. This article is is alleging that since we went through the dot-com stock market bubble burst, we went through the 2008 financial crisis, that we're scared of investing in the stock market. And Mm. most people are saving in cash. Would you agree with that? Obviously, I have bias here because I'm in the financial planning and investment game, so I'm not going to have the fears that a normal person would. Yeah, you definitely see that in our generation. You see a lot more people wanting to invest in real estate as well. So a lot of Generation X believe real estate is the way to go. Interesting survey. 31% of Americans don't invest because they think it's risky. 39% of people in the survey think that playing the lottery was a potential means of planning for retirement. <laughs> I like that. <laughs> Just put, what, put 5% of your, your, your savings in the lotto tickets? <laughs> and it could be true. Uh, but I guess that it's people, that would be a people without as much hope. They're, they're just thinking, hey, I, I'm, there's no way I'm going to be able to save and meet this amount. Oh, I'm going I'm to need a big windfall to make this happen. But it's amazing to me that 31% of people don't invest because they think it's risky. What is risky to me is if you don't understand how things work. Yeah. If you invest in cash, you're going to get 1%, 2% on your money. Long-term rate of return on investing in uh, basically stock index funds, if you want to call it that, is a 10% return. Most Everybody would agree I'd rather have a 10% return than a 1% or 2% return. But it's people can't, they can't get past looking at things in isolation. If they have a bad day, a bad month, a bad year, they say, oh, well, this, that's it. That's all the time I'm giving it. I'm not going to give it long term. But if you go out five years, 10 years, 15 years, the stock market, the U.S. stocks in particular, crush every asset class there is. And that includes real estate. So it's more about education, getting people informed on what investing really is, what the expectations should look like. Not that you don't need other asset classes like international stocks, real estate. But I think when people have fear of invest, fear of anything, it's just a lack of knowledge. And I guess you see that in your business too as well. 
Because they have a fear of buying, because maybe they have a fear of being locked into one thing, or, or they don't understand the mortgage process. Yeah, whatever. Yep. Well, how is that fear in, in the, the, the market? Do people have a, this great fear of foreclosure? Oh, well, so-and-so, my buddy that I work with, man, he in the, worked for the same company I work at, and during the financial downturn, he, he foreclosed on his house and lost a lot of money in it. Well, what, what you don't realize is, is he also had a motorcycle and a boat and <laughs> probably an RV. a four-wheeler and an RV. And, a Lexus and, and Mercedes. Yeah, so you know, don't take advice from, from, from your coworker, even if he looks like he's got it together. And maybe he didn't make a good decision on the on the, the mortgage in the first place. Maybe he got into an adjustable rate mortgage, didn't understand it, uh, and then maybe got over-leveraged. There's a lot of different factors. But not, there's fear. If you're going to not be able to make a house payment, a mortgage payment, you're not going to be able to make your rent payment either. Well, that's true. You know, 95% <laughs> of the foreclosures that happened were 100% loan programs. So the ones that got people in trouble were mainly the 80-20 loans, where the the 80% loan was a secured 30-year fixed. Then the 20% loan was an adjustable rate at the end of two years. That sucker adjusted and people couldn't afford the payments. And then the banks would call the notes because the housing values dropped. So they could, weren't able to refinance it. And that's what got people in trouble. The bottom line is if you're saving for retirement, you're not investing in an asset class that's growing at 7 8% plus you're not going to be able to reach your retirement goals. That is a simple fact. doesn't matter what account you're saving in, IRA, Roth IRA, 401k, 403b. If you're not putting a portion, a significant portion of your retirement savings into the stock market via diversified mutual funds, earning that 8% return or more, you're just not going to be on track. So you can say that there's fear of losing money in the short run. That what that's what deters people from investing. What about the fear that you're going to be able be on the street in retirement because you're depending on all you're going to have is a little bit of your of your savings from cash and then Social Security, which for Generation Xers probably not going to kick in until we're about seventy seventy five. You know, I would say a legit fear that most people our age have is is, is I'm never going to get to retire. It's just not possible. And I think we're still young enough to think you know, that's it's a real far off goal. We're kind of we're in that phase. We all have young children. Now there's some older generation Xers. You know, Fifty four would be the top of the age of the generation X. Obviously, they're going to be a little in a different phase with their children. But those in their you know late thirties, mid forties, still have children at home, and that's really their priority at this time. They're not really thinking down the road when their empty nester is going. Oh crap. I'm 10 years away from needing able, being able to, needing to stop working, and I don't have very much saved. And they crank it up at that point. I think most people would agree, whether you're 25 or 45, if you would have saved a lot more when you were younger, when you thought you knew it all, your life would be a whole lot different than it is today. I Absolutely. think everybody I've had on the show has agreed with that. Absolutely. It's going back to all the money you wasted in your 20s. I could have it back. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but you don't you don't think long term. And I think there is always a part of that in our money psychology. But the bottom line is work with the right team of experts, whether it be a mortgage person, a real estate person, and or financial planner and buying a home and saving for retirement, making sure you know what is the right thing to do, what is the wrong thing to do, because there are certain there's certain pathways you must take to retire in the way that you want to with dignity at the right time that you wish per your financial goals and there's things you got to do to get there and there's things you're, if you don't do them you're not going to get there check out Jason Qualls CFP.com for more Marshall Sparkman is here to talk mortgages and real estate make sure you stick around right here on Financial Coaching Radio the one show giving you the truth
get a second opinion. Get a second opinion. Get a second opinion. I'm Jason Qualls, commission-free certified financial planner. I can't stress enough how important it is for you to get a second opinion on your investments and financial plan. Unfortunately, since most financial advisors care more about selling you financial products than providing objective advice, it can be hard for you to know who has your best interest in mind. Call me, Jason Qualls, a commission-free certified financial planner for a free no-obligation investment review at 878-2134. Or go to my website, jasonquallscfp.com. A recent undercover study found that over 89% of paid tax preparers made mistakes. You heard me right. Over 89%. Is your tax person making mistakes? Tax mistakes cost you money and may even lead to an IRS audit. I recommend you get a second opinion on your tax return today by calling Tothero Helen Welch CPAs at 848-1072. Tothero Helen Welch has been providing tax services to individuals and businesses for over 50 years. So call them today at 848-1072 or go to thwcpa.com. When you work with an independent insurance agent, you put the power of choice to work for you. Independent agents know several companies and their coverages, which means more options. And because companies like Donegal Insurance Group use the independent agent system, you not only get quality insurance, you also save money. The independent insurance agent system. Discover the power of choice. Make Middle Tennessee Insurance Group your choice. Call today for your hassle-free quote at 615-898-0053. Welcome back to Financial Coaching Radio, the one show giving you the truth about personal finance. Now here to talk mortgages and real estate is Marshall Sparkman, our real estate and mortgage expert on Financial Coaching Radio. Welcome back to the show, Marshall. Hey, hey, thanks, Jason. Interesting read talking about the financial crisis and Franny and Freddie starting to back more mortgages of those deeply in debt, saying they're backing mortgages for people with a debt-to-income ratio or debt-to-income ratio 45 to 50%. These are income. Yes. Uh, is their debt is made up of 40 to 45% or 45 to 50% of their income. Is that what you're seeing as a trend in the mortgage business? And do you have any concerns having to do with that? Since a lot of that had to do with our mortgage crisis, our, our real estate stock market crisis in 2008, 2009. Yeah, that's a good question that I get a lot. I, for me, professionally and personally, I think it's a good thing because most of the people that are pushing high debt-to-income ratios, we have two problems. One, it's typically a spouse that I can't put them on the loan because something may be wrong with their credit or something like that. So the income that I'm using is only on one of the spouses. So in, in that, from that perspective, It's a good thing because although there's two people that are working, bringing in the money, I can't use the other spouse. So I need to be able to expand uh, and and lend to higher debt to income ratios. The other thing to that, the other piece of that puzzle is student loans, man. Student loans are absolutely killing people these days. Um, So if you've got if you've got any sort of student loans at all, the national average is about sixty four thousand dollars in student loans today. Can you believe that? So well, not for long. Liz Warren's going to get rid of all of it. Well, they're not going to have much choice. But you know, if you got sixty four thousand dollars worth of student loans, I can guarantee your debt to income is going to be pushing fifty percent to get you qualified to buy a house. I mean, there's no way around it. It, it, Something happened with the restrictions. I was reading in an article that in two thousand twenty one, the rules or the regulations that allow them to go up as high as 45 to 50% of income or debt to income ratio is going to expire. I think this is when 
the Fanny, the Freddies, at least one of them gets their their rights back from the government. Is that true? Yes, yeah. So the push right now is for Fanny and Freddie to get out of government conservatorship and back into the private sector, which will be a good thing for markets all the way around. Interest rates, of course, will go up a little bit because right now the federal government is loaning money at, at so cheap that it doesn't make sense for private investors to get back in. So when the government pulls out, that's when you'll start seeing all kinds of things change with the mortgage lending guidelines. So today in the mortgage business in Middle Tennessee, where do we stand with interest rates? I think they're down a little bit from last year. A 30-year mortgage, we're around 4%, somewhere in there. Man, I'm quoting 30-year government loans right now under 4%. You know, VA loans are 35 FHA loans are 375 I mean, it's ridiculous how low the rates are. Conventional loans, you'll be around four and a quarter to four and a half, kind of depending on your scenario. It's, uh, I mean, it, the money is as cheap right now as we have seen it in over 10 years, and it's definitely not going to get any cheaper. So I'm encouraging anybody, if you're shopping, let me quote you. If you're thinking about buying a house in the in the next year or so, uh, you know, this the, the money's not going to get any cheaper. What has changed in the last few years in the mortgage business? Has, has, I know oh, that the, the, the stick, but what is the biggest thing that you're seeing that you, you say, hey, this a year ago I wasn't seeing this. Now I'm, I, I'm seeing this all over the place. Positive or negative? Which Either way one. you want to go. Either one. It's more about educating the public. Where is the mortgage business at at this point in time? So what what we saw, you know, in 2010, the government came in and did a hostile takeover of Fannie and Freddie. It's the first time in the U.S. history that the government has ever done a takeover of private companies. So and that's what a, is the role of Fannie and Freddie? They Fannie well, Mae, Freddie Mac. Well, now what they do is they set the guidelines, and if you're parameter if your scenario meets their guidelines then the banks can borrow money from the federal reserve in a nutshell so fannie and freddie kind of ensures that they say okay here's the guidelines set forth and if you meet these guidelines you can get money from the federal reserve so and they insure those loans they insure the loans correct yeah so it, it makes the money really cheap and easily accessible in large quantities so what that means to the consumer is you get long term like 30 year term financing at really low interest rates so what would the market be like without these entities are they uh, necessary you would have yeah well Yes and no. You would uh, so we saw the we saw the market without it. You have higher interest rates, so you get private investors, hedge fund investors. You get um, all these people that will pool together large pools of millions and billions of dollars, and they'll say, "Okay, we'll loan out our money. Uh, we'll we'll take our own risk." Uh, however, they want to take it. I would assume. Yes, yeah, their own the, guidelines. Don't to worry about. They make up their own stuff, but their interest rates are going to be higher because think about it. If you were one of the investors that put in a million dollars, you would want at least a five to six percent return on that money, plus the cost of lending money and the servicing and all your overhead is going to be another one to two percent. So your rates need to be at least seven to eight percent before investors start to step in and making those more risky type loans. So Fannie Freddie standardized guidelines, I guess, and then they offer the insurance to basically suppress uh, the market of interest rates. Correct. So when they came in, uh, the rest of the market, when, when the government took over Fannie and Freddie, uh, they gave they started out giving the money away with no interest to Fannie and Freddie. So pretty much immediately shut off your, your pipeline flow of other investors injecting capital. They couldn't compete 
Um, and then the government started changing all the guidelines. They said, okay, if you want to borrow money nowadays, you have to meet uh, the Dodd-Frank Act, the Ability to Repay Act, the Qualified Mortgage Act. They, they passed all these laws uh, that pretty much forced all the lenders' hands to have to go through Fannie and Freddie and Jenny. Do we? What is the purpose of two of these organizations? Why we need Fannie Mae and Freddie Mac? Because they're so profitable. <laughs> That's why somebody else started another one. <laughs> yeah, there was. There's always been two. What's known as a government-sponsored entity, right? Correct. They are now. So they're not. Well, they were before. That's really what they were before the government stepped in and took over. It's really strange. It's not a private business, but it's not a government-owned business either. Well, I guess now. Well, they're GSEs now. <laughs> it's so. owned now. But it was that way before, right? Well, the government really they they, they sponsored them, but they, they they didn't get in their business. They gave them their money, right? Yeah. And now they not only sponsor them, they actually control them. Well, it's going to be tough for the government to get rid of them. The only reason they haven't lately is because they are so profitable. I mean, you got to think that the government bailed out Fannie and Freddie to the or the banking system to the tune of eleven trillion dollars, which was repaid within what a year. I mean, it was it was ridiculous how fast. And then I think the government now is realizing wait a minute these guys make a ton of money we need to keep it around so i think that's kind of the dilemma that that congress is in right now about releasing uh the governor the fannie and freddie back to the private sector talking mortgages with marshall sparkman if you have a question hit us up online you can do so by clicking email the show at financialcoachingradio.com or any of the social media links marshall tell us a little bit about your business and the firm you represent so my business uh, is, you know, it's all word of mouth. You're not going to find me on, you're not going to find me on the internet. You're not going to find me on a big billboard. My business is all word of mouth. I have built my business just taking care of clients, loving on people, uh, taking really good care of my real estate agents. And, you know, I've just built a business on integrity, just doing what's right. It's it's not that difficult. Offer customers the most competitive deal they'll find and, and they can't say no. Uh, so that's that's how I built my business. I work for Franklin Synergy Bank here in Murfreesboro, just a local company. My underwriter sits right next to me, and I'm um, just running a, a good little business. And what's the best way to reach out to you for someone with a mortgage question? The best way to reach out to me is 615-439-0885. You can call or text that number, 615-439-0885. What are most of the challenges you're seeing with people qualifying for a mortgage these days? Uh, Besides debt to income, as you mentioned student loans, that, that's up there. That That is probably something you didn't see as much as people facing like they do now when you entered the business. Oh, no, buddy. I, it, back in the, you know, when I first got in the business over 10 years ago, it wouldn't be uncommon to see a couple thousand dollars in student loans. I'm not kidding. Now it's not uncommon for me to pull someone's credit that has six figures in student loan debt. It is a big it's a big killer that's just crushing, crushing our young people. Um, and you know, what going on that line? If we were to wipe out student loan debt, you think the more, the real estate business would just skyrocket because more people would like they would buy? Mm, I th- I think it would definitely. I would say it would free have a big up capital touch. people to go spend more money on something. You know, I think I think the younger generation now they're not. What are they calling the younger generation now? Zinner Zen. I don't millennials? know. Millennials? No, it's more past millennials now. So whatever the new generation is, I think these guys are are coming out of school realizing. They don't have hope. I mean, it's going to be. It's very difficult for them to get a job. It's very difficult for them to get a good-paying job, and it's nearly impossible for them to ever be able to pay off their student loans. So I think they're just okay renting. Uh, they're okay getting a, a thirty to forty thousand dollar a year job, and they're okay for for working for people like us with entrepreneurial mindsets. And besides the student loan, what are the, the hurdles that people are facing with getting a mortgage in two thousand nineteen? Credit scores. Uh, so you know you have to have you have to have decent credit. You know there's there's uh, 
there's mortgage programs out there that will go down to low credit score requirements, but you've got to have a little bit more money down. So typically you'll see if you've got below a 600 credit score, you're going to need a, uh, a at least 10% down payment. Typically, um, there's exceptions to that, but not very many. So I think, uh, you know, the other, the other thing about credit is, is, is that the most common theme that I see with low credit scores is credit cards. So if you have credit cards, you need to keep your balance paid down below 25%. So if you've got a thousand dollar credit limit, you don't ever need your balance to be over 250 bucks. So you got to utilize your credit, but keep it paid down. It's very simple. That accounts for 30% of your credit score, man. People don't realize that paying your bills on time is equally as important as keeping a low credit card balance. Yeah, it's it's strange. It's it's kind of a it's a it's a strategy. It's a cat and mouse game with your score, with credit utilization. It's 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 not they call it the Fair Isaac Corporation score, but it's not. It's unfair because it's not really that fair, right? <laughs> yeah. It, it treat it, you could have no debt, and your score may be seven hundred to someone who carries debt, and their score may be eight hundred. And, and another thing I tell people a lot is you've got to realize about the credit scoring model, credit companies. Uh, TransUnion, Equifax, and Experian, they're for-profit entities. They are not out there to not make money or to be nice and to give you a little credit score. They are there to make money. So if you're not utilizing your credit, if you're not paying them to uh, help get your credit better, if you're not paying them to dispute credit, they're not making any money. If if companies aren't paying them to report things to the credit, uh, they're not making any money. So I've never thought about it that way. That's, it's, it's a game. You just have to know how the game works and you have to know how to play the game. And that's what I spend a lot of time educating and consulting my clients. Like, hey, I realize it doesn't make any sense. It's probably super frustrating. I get that. But just do what I'm telling you to. You do X, Y, and Z and your credit score will be better and you can buy a house. Talking Mortgages with Marshall Sparkman of Franklin Synergy. Reach out to us online, financialcoachingradio.com. Marshall, what's that number again? Someone wants to reach you off the air for a mortgage quote, a credit counseling, any, all of the above. 615-439-0885. This is Financial Coaching Radio. I'm Jason Qualls, your host, certified financial planner. Back at you right after this short break. Listen up. When is the last time you talked with an independent, objective, certified financial planner? Do yourself a favor and get a second opinion on your investments and financial plan. Call me, Jason Qualls, the only certified financial planner today at 878-2134 or go to jasonquallscfp.com. You have worked your entire life for what you have, and you deserve to determine how your assets are passed on to your loved ones. Make sure your estate plan is in order by calling John Baker, estate planning attorney today, at 896-5621. Estate planning is not about you, but those you leave behind. For more, go to bakercouncil.com or call 896-5621. Hi, this is Gabriel Fancher. Whether you're thinking about buying or selling a home, I can help. Buyer opportunities are better than ever. So call me at Reliant Realty to find out more. 615-445-5073. Real estate is a key to building long-term wealth. So ask for me, Gabriel Fancher, when you call 615-445-5073 or online at mt615.com. Again, that's mt615.com, 615-445-5073 for all your real estate needs. Welcome 
back to the one show, giving you the truth about personal finance. No books to sell, certainly not pushing any live event tickets or financial products. I'll leave that to the other guys. I'm your host, Jason Qual, certified financial planner, still in the house with Marshall Sparkman of Franklin Synergy Bank, our mortgage expert on the show. We'll talk a little bit about real estate. This is coming from the Tennessee and Rutherford County home sales up 6% from last year. There were 754 sales recorded in April, 710 last year, April. Average home sales prices were up 3%. Year-to-date, the number of home sales recorded are up 4% from last year. Average home sale price is up 3%. Murfreesboro recorded the most home sales for the month, and that would be April 2019, with 224, averaging $274,000. This seems ridiculous. That's the average sales price in Rutherford County. Yeah. How do you? Is that helped your business? Well, with the growth in property, or has it hurt your business? Like I, I guess it could be. I know the volume would help you, but the, as far as it pricing people out of the market, yeah, obviously it's helped everybody that's in, attached to the real estate industry. It's it's not helped first time buyers because they're pretty much pushed out of the market. I mean, you you know, most first time buyers don't want to buy a, a two hundred seventy thousand dollars house. Hence <laughs> the reason you see all these apartment complexes all over. And the crazy thing is. You're going to be paying the same for a two hundred seventy thousand dollars mortgage as you are paying that fifteen hundred dollars rent the apartment complex. So that's one thing to keep in mind. You know, I remember two thousand ten and eleven looking at the tracking those same numbers. Now we're closing seven hundred something transactions a month. I remember we were closing two hundred something transactions a month, and I remember I was just tickled pink if anybody called me and they were wanting to buy a house that was over one hundred seventy five thousand. I was thinking that's just great. I'm getting a big loan here, but nowadays it's you know it's. Anything over three hundred thousand seems to be something to get excited about. But now it's you know the average went from you know a hundred and fifty thousand dollar starter home all day long to now it's it's two hundred seventy thousand dollar starter home. Why hasn't someone stepped in and started building a lower price point home? Because it's just not as profitable as no, the larger co- homes. Cost to develop has gone up uh, tremendously. It, it's cost the builders too much money to buy the lot. Uh, it costs too much money to put in the infrastructure. They've put in um, setback easement requirements. They put in additional septic requirements. Um, the county's gone up on on um, developing cost all the way around. It's just the builders. You know, used to be the builder could could develop a lot for fifteen to twenty thousand dollars. Nowadays, the builder is hard for them to get into a lot around sixty thousand dollars. Yeah, land prices have definitely changed. If you owned the land five ten years ago, it's probably sitting pretty good right now. And if you sell off any any vacant land, I'm assuming that you it's hot commodity right now. It is. It's in short supply. Uh, we only have limited soil here in Rutherford County. That's probably one of our biggest issues. Is is you know the the builders have to go where the soil is, and um, you know you push out too far west going towards Franklin, you run into a lot of rock. You push out towards Rockvale, you run into rock. You know, it, so there's just different pockets that are continuing to expand, and that's that's limited to where the soil is. Talking mortgages with Marshall Sparkman. What are some of the tips you have for those who are entering the mortgage market as first-time buyers? Obviously, they're going to have to get ready to buy a larger house than maybe we did as a first-time buyer. But what what advice do you have for them? Not necessarily a larger house, but they're going to spend more money than we did. So my my advice is, although although the prices are going up, they're only going to continue to go up. With as many people we have a day moving to Middle Tennessee, what's that doing to our demand in housing? It's going up, right? So if if you're, uh, for example, unless the mortgage business causes it to collapse again. Yeah, I don't see that happening (laughs) again. I see student loans causing it to collapse more than anything. that's another story we could do a segment on that one but what what i think um is you know 
right now we're in 2019 and we're saying, man, I wish I would have bought in 2014, you know, five years ago. So five years from now and 2024, you're going to be looking back saying, man, I sure wish I would have bought in 2019 because our values are going to continue to increase with the number of people that we have moving to this area. It's all goes back to the jobs. We have super stable job market. People are moving here from all over because of our job market. And even if the entire country goes into another recession, I mean, we're pretty well protected and insulated here in Middle Tennessee just because we have such a diversity in jobs. Yeah, a lot of, you know, a lot of manufacturing, but also large corporations like Amazon being here is, is huge. Absolutely. We have it, a huge It's a small care. business mecca as well. And a it, lot of small business owners here. And being 30, 45 minutes from one of the fastest growing cities, I guess in the country, and Nashville is really just went, went bonkers with its growth. And that's not going to stop. And I would assume the Nashville market uh, is kind of nuts, uh, more so compared to us as far as property values. If people look on the outskirts. Absolutely, yeah. I mean, you're, it's, you can't get a Nashville. You can get a condo in Nashville for 400000 I mean, that's what you're going to get. Is there a difference in buying a condo and buying a home when you t- it comes to qualifying for a mortgage? No, they're the same. The, the biggest deal you have to look at is homeowner association dues. Are the, is that going to push your debt to income too high? Marshall Sparkman, Franklin Synergy. What's the best way to contact you on the line, online and also by phone? Uh, phone 615-439-0885. Online would be, uh, I believe it's franklinsynergy.com. Click on the mortgage department and you'll see my... Uh, my pretty face on there and you can click on it and get all my contact information along with my email all right check them out look them up online reach out to them by phone mortgage questions mortgage quotes i encourage you strongly to shop around at least two or three different folks and shopping for a mortgage is one of the biggest purchases you'll ever make and you don't want to make sure you want to make sure you're not paying more in interest rate than you have to and more in cost than you have to appreciate your time marshall thanks jason all right financial coaching radio take our last break of the day get those questions in click email the show at financialcoachingradio.com and it feels like i am just too close to love you Would you like your business to be more efficient? Well-organized financial records are the foundation of any successful business. Taking advantage of your competition today by calling Tothero Helen Welch CPAs at 848-1072. They can provide you with expert bookkeeping, payroll services, tax planning, and much, much more. Go to thwcpa.com or call them at 848-1072 today. Hi, this is Gabriel Fancher with Reliant Realty. Are you thinking about selling your home? Do you know what your home is worth? Call me at Reliant Realty to find out. 615-445-5073. That's 615-445-5073. Or go online right now and find out at www.homevalue615.com. Again, that's www.homevalue615.com. Call me at Reliant Realty. 615-445-5073. We have many great insurance agents in Rutherford County. The trouble is, most of them really don't work for you and me. 
That's why I only recommend the independent agents of Middle Tennessee Insurance Group. They've helped many of my clients get the home and auto insurance coverages they need while also saving them hundreds, if not thousands of dollars. See if you're wasting money on home and auto insurance today by calling Middle Tennessee Insurance Group at 898-0053. That's 898-0053. Coaching Radio is back with you and with you every Monday through Friday, 4 o'clock right here on WGNS. But you can listen online anytime, anywhere at financialcoachingradio.com. All you got to do is click on the archives tab. You'll get the long list of all the past shows. I tell you that all the time, but it's because we have talked about about every topic of personal finance on Financial Coaching Radio. You You won't hear us talking about budgeting and debt all day. You won't hear us talking about the big, bad, scary market all day. We're talking about topics that I and other professionals in the personal finance world deal with. Accounting, taxes, mortgages, real estate, of course, insurance planning, investments, college saving, estate planning, tax planning. All of those areas I deal with with my clients each and every day. And if there's an issue I feel like that needs to be addressed, we're going to talk about it on Financial Coaching Radio. So find a topic you want to learn more about at financialcoachingradio.com. Click on archives. To learn more about me, one of the only independent commission-free financial advisors in Rutherford County. Go to jasonqualscfp.com, jasonqualscfp.com. Fee-only means full-time fiduciary. No conflicts of interest. That's how I do business. That's how you need to be doing business with your financial planner. If you're not, get a second opinion. An advisor who only works for you, is only paid by you, and has the top, top credential in the business. Jason Qualls, CFP.com. Appreciate you listening today and every day. Be back at you next time.